I wanted to talk to the originator of the emotional rating system. You can definitely hear the air, but... Yeah, now it is. I just put it No, I know. I don't know if you realize this, but I'm recording a podcast. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Three, two, one. Go. Go. Hi, and welcome back. I'm so glad that you came back. I feel like this is going to be a good episode, but I also feel like I'm probably going to feel that way about each episode. So uh, take it with a grain of salt. But this is about an emotional rating system that I created with my mom a long, long time ago. And I realized that I refer to it a lot. And so I wanted you to have that context, but it's something that I've used for a long time to track my moods. And... I've heard that it's been helpful for other people, so hopefully this will be enlightening and useful and entertaining. So here we go. Oh my God. How did I almost forget to explain my emotional rating system? That isn't mine. It belongs to my mother. There you go, mom. You got credit. You've got mail. You didn't have any mail. I just, when I, okay. Anyways, word association. There'll be a lot of that. The emotional rating system. Listen, we're going to, we'll probably have to print this up and, and distribute it to the entire United States and the world at large, because that's obviously going to be the audience for this podcast, because I reference it a lot. If you don't actually know the the intricate details of the system, you could become confused. And let me explain why. And then also let me apologize for creating a system that could be confusing. But it's mine, and that's what I did. So the emotional rating system, and I'll obviously have to fact check with my mom because I cannot remember when she started this, but I feel like it was at least in my 20s, but she might have done it when I was younger and I just blocked it out. Um, cause you know, when your parents try and help you, it's annoying. Well, it's not annoying anymore. You will get past that. But my mom used to say, Hey, give me a number one to 10. How are you feeling? And you know, I would give her a number 10 being great. One being totally shitty. And I bet you could guess what's in the middle. That's right. It's five. And, you know, sometimes I was like, I don't want to give you a number. Numbers are so annoying for moms. And then sometimes I would be like, I'm a 10. And she'd be like, great. And then we'd go about our day. I was living in L.A. at this point. So my parents are in Florida. That's where I grew up. So I think it was just her way of checking in easily without me, without trying to get me to talk about how I was feeling. Because like I said, sometimes it's annoying. I mean, not everyone has that relationship with their parents, but my relationship a lot of times was like, it was some strangely annoying to talk about how you're feeling to the people that made you. Doesn't make any sense, but I feel like it's pretty common. So... I resurrected it. I mean, we've always used it, but over the last like year or two, when I really started to kind of tap into my own mood and, and where I was, well, I had been tapped into it before, but I, I kind of re-engaged it and I was 
I started thinking about the emotional rating system and I was like, I could really drill this down. And so I adjusted it a little bit because since its introduction, I had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, also known as manic depression. And so with that, you've got depression and low lows, and then you also have mania and high highs. Hi, future gen fact checking past gen again. So I was talking to my psychiatrist last week, and he actually told me that what I experience for the most part is hypomania and not mania. So you'll hear me refer to mania just like I just did and probably lots of other times. But he was like, technically speaking, it's hypomania. The two look very similar as far as symptoms go. So feelings of euphoria and irritability among a lot of other things. But mania lasts for at least a week, which I can't even imagine. I think that's happened to me a couple times. But hypomania is much less severe and doesn't last as long. So I've definitely had mania before, but what I have most of the time is hypomania. They're both not fun, uh, but also fun but mostly not fun. So I just wanted you to have that info that I now have. Take it away, past Jen. And so I still wanted the one to 10 to be able to reflect that range, but the 10 would actually become something that was too high. The 10 would be when I'm maxed out on mania and the one would be when I'm so depressed that I can't move, like, actually I don't, I haven't been to a a one since I've been measuring it, but I have been to a one before. And really because I'm bipolar spectrum. So my depression is pronounced and not my mania. Most of the scale has to do with being depressed or not. So five is not, I'm good. Five is like, I'm about to be mad. Good is seven. Perfect is 7.8. So for me to be at a 7.8, that's exactly where I want to be. It doesn't mean I am without problems. It doesn't mean I am without negative thoughts, but I am without depression. I am without mania. And I am what for me feels like mentally stable, that I am mentally stable And I am happy and I am content and I can be grateful and I can be optimistic. So for me, really 6.7, I really get in with the decimals. I don't, I, I don't expect you to, but once you get a feel for it, you understand why 6.7 to like the high eights is where I'd like to stay. I won't though. I definitely, I haven't been to a 10, but I've been to like a 9.1 recently, which is a very racy, very racy, not in a scandalous way, but where my thoughts and my mind are racy and I want to jump around and which is enjoyable. It's very enjoyable. That's the hard part of mania. I spent a good portion of the last several years five and below five isn't great Four, you're depressed three. You're really, really depressed. You're in bed. Um, you know, depression is not just about crying, but it's also about 
all of your systems are depressed. So you sometimes can't move, can't talk, have no energy, can't taste, can't feel. Um, two, danger. One, you got to go. You got to get help like immediately. Um, so like I said, I've been to all those places. I've been to all those numbers. I use it as a way to check in with myself. I use it as a way to communicate to other people how I'm feeling. And I think it's a great tool that other people can use too. And I think since I've been talking about it, um, on Instagram and in life, IRL in real life, I think it's a helpful tool for a lot of people. So that is the, I'll call it the Torrets Gotch, the Togo emotional rating system because my mom's last name is Torrets, which is my maiden name. And my married name is Gotch, which I'm getting divorced, but it was an amicable divorce. So I got to keep the name too, because it's, I love that name. And I love my husband slash ex-husband, and that's who I am. So now you know all those things that you didn't know uh, 225 seconds ago. No, that seems wrong. Eight minutes ago. I still don't know how to tell time on GarageBand, which is where I record and also where I'll be playing in the garage That's dumb. I'm not even going to finish that joke. Um, Okay. Bye. Let's see if I can press the right button. So now you know what the emotional rating system is for me in 2017 or 2018 or 2019, whatever year it is. I can never remember what year it is. Uh, But I want you to hear more about the origins of this system from the inventor herself, my mom, Serena Toritz, a.k.a. Soodles, a.k.a. the amazing Serena. She will tell you how it began and why she thought it was a useful means of communication between parents and their children that are struggling with mental health. Here we go. So as you have seen, because you follow me on Instagram, that I, that the emotional rating system is gaining popularity, but I thought I would, um, dad, dad may not even know exactly what it is, but that's okay. The emotional rating system? Of course I do. <laughs> you silly goose. What's the, what's the ideal number? Seven and above. Well, specifically. Seven point two. Ooh, mom got it right. Oh. Sorry. And it was in the seven. No, that's good. I'm impressed. So I, I always tell my recollection of mm-hmm. the original emotional rating system, which I, I thought, I'll tell you what I thought it was, and then you can tell me that I'm sure it was something different, that once I moved away and I was going through many, many rough years emotionally and mental health-wise, and but... I don't would wasn't really great at talking to you about my problems, so you would just ask for a number, one to ten, ten being great, one being awful, yeah. to, so that I could just quickly communicate. Exactly. Okay. That is exactly. And 
how did you did you like read an article about like no. you just you were just like maybe this it just this came will, out yeah. it just came to you I didn't I didn't like oh next time Jen calls I'll ask her what well what in medicine I don't think I even heard of it yeah I think there are like some things in medicine they always ask level. you pain level yeah yeah, yeah. One, to one to ten, to ten. basically yeah no I was and then I would always say to somebody who asked me about it like um I'm happy with anything over five. Right. Right. You know, but yeah, you, well, I, I couldn't get an answer from you, any communication, but you would stop for a second thing and give me a number. Yeah. And I don't know if it was accurate. I think it was. I don't, you know, it's you much just, easier to say a number right. quickly than to then try and like describe details. how you're feeling, right. especially when I think it was just like the nature of our relationship was sometimes I would want to share everything and sometimes I just didn't want to talk about it, yep. which was probably hard for you right. to not hear. Right. Okay. Did like sometimes I could just leave you a message and say one to ten. I didn't even have to explain it. Yeah. You know? When do you think we started that? Like when I, after I moved to California? I kind of, yeah. Were you ever asking me before that? I don't think so. Yeah. Dad, what's your uh, number right now? My number? 8.2. Whoa. And what's your number? Uh, 2.8. 8.2. But it's different because mine now is for specifically for bipolar. So... Your number now is for bipolar? My, my, I changed the emotional rating system right. to suit someone that had bipolar okay. so that 10 is too high. That's why 7.8 yeah. is perfect right. because really getting into well, 8 and above, right. 9 is Because what you're talking manic. about has, has its own highs and lows. Say that again? Bipolar has its own highs and lows, so if you go up to 10 and just... Brings you up to the high, the manic high you want to be. Yeah, you don't really want right. to be that high. Right. No, I think that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good because I feel like up until this point, most things that I've asked you about, you guys either didn't remember, had a completely different experience, or I had it wrong. So you I'm know, glad that this very have, important we thing. We could have had blinders like on, like, our Jen is so perfect. She doesn't have anxiety attacks and she doesn't. No, you know, there's no didn't. way you thought I was perfect. We did. No, come on. But I think maybe just, if there was no awareness about it and they're not, not specifically the two of you, but just in general, I mean, we've talked about that a lot, even like looking back at the report cards and notes from teachers and they're like, if I would see notes like that now, I would be like, oh, it's probably this, but there was no context for that. No. So, well, they were they were attempts to understand it, but nobody. Of course, you know. Yeah, I don't think you were like, I don't care. But now there are like specific terms. Also, it's like you have Google, so you can just like put. You know, I think if you put in, I mean, we could see, but if you put in like daughter, refute last minute refused to get on plane yeah. and, and was crying and couldn't world. breathe, yeah. then it would say that's an anxiety yeah. attack, right. but there just weren't tools like that then. Right. So right. I don't, it, I don't know that it was, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's nice to hear you say that it was because you had blinders on cause you thought I was so great, but I just don't think that's the case. I think it's more like there was no information. And so now there is, so it just makes it easier to identify those things. 
Okay, well, so this is gonna this this episode will explain in detail the emotional rating system and how I use it to give context for when I give numbers throughout the whole time that I am recording these podcasts. So I'm glad that we were able to work that out, and I'm glad to know that Dad was is aware of it. <laughs> How are you still awake? Highly aware. <laughs> highly aware. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard him use it. Highly use highly aware or use no the, no use the uh, rating. Do you? Oh yeah. Well, I see you. you yeah, know, you see me like... use it. Yeah. Okay, so... Can we have a video of this a selfie <laughs> of the three of us here? I do, you know, you just the medication on your lip. I don't know that you want to be remembered that way. Okay, how cute are my parents? I Honestly, I think they're gunning for their own show, but... Uh, We'll, we'll give them a little bit more of a trial before the, before we sign any contracts. So there you have it, the emotional rating system. I hope you find it helpful. Uh, I want to remind you that although this is tailored to someone, me, <laughs> that has bipolar 2, which is essentially bipolar disorder but with very pronounced depression, you can adapt it to lots of different mental health conditions and probably lots of other things. I think my dad talks about how they use it for pain management in hospitals. Oh, you can use it for hunger. I have an episode coming out soon that's about emotional eating, and I talk about a similar rating system that my food therapist gave me. Uh, Yes, I said food therapist. Um, So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for paying attention to me. I hope you use the system. I hope you have a great day, a great week. I hope you tell your friends about it. I hope you tell your friends about this podcast. I hope you tell your friends about my parents. And I'll see you next week. Well, I well, I won't see you next week, but you know what I mean. Oh, and if you go on my Instagram account and you look in the highlights, there's a little circle with an upside down happy face, uh, which is my favorite emoji. Um, and it says rating emotions under it. And I do a little video and um, some text and pictures about the emotional rating system so you can screenshot it and keep it on hand for reference. Okay, bye. This is the after show. There's no song today. There was a song. I actually recorded a whole other sing-songy after show, but then I felt compelled to talk about the events of the past week. So the other after show has been tabled and this is the one we're going to get. Um, I've obviously, if you follow me on social media, I've been reluctant to talk about the sad and unfortunate events of the passing of two very influential people in the world last week. I was really taken aback by how many people were connecting me, 
to these events and deaths and the expectation that people had about how I should communicate my feelings about it and the curiosity they had and at some point even the shame that was thrown my way because I wasn't commenting on it. And most of all, it was just interesting to me about how all of that made me feel. So this is how it made me feel. I realized I'm not comfortable commenting on the mental health of strangers. I don't like people to comment on my mental health. I don't mind a doctor to comment on it or a loved one who knows me well, but I, I didn't feel like that made sense, you know, and it, it's like when you think about how autobiographical this podcast is and, and pretty much everything I do is about stories about my experience and how that might help, but I really do steer clear of like political stuff, sociopolitical stuff, celebrity stuff, unless it's like Nick Kroll. But I, I, I like to kind of stay in my zone, which is, which is about my experience and being an expert in that. And that's where I feel the most comfortable. You know, I have a deep personal experience. Well, you don't know this. You don't know this because I didn't tell you, but I'm going to tell you now I have a deep personal experience with suicide, with suicide attempts, with suicidal ideation, both personally for me and with it family. And I think that's why it's harder for me to talk about. I think that's why it feels cheap for lack of a better word for me to post something on, on Instagram, especially when I feel like, like, social media was sort of flooded with an outpouring. I, I'm like, I have a weird response to outpourings where I just want to not pour out. Like I want to just keep it to myself. I just don't want to do what everybody else does. You know, my mom told me dare to be different at a very young age. And I think I mentioned that in the first episode and like, I realize every day how much influence that those few words had on my life. So, so anyways, I, you know, in addition to all of that, I just think that suicide is a really dark and dangerous subject and it makes me uncomfortable a lot of the time to hear people speculate about the hows and whys. Um, I think the brain is such a complicated organ. There's so much that we don't know. I would say there's probably a lot more that we don't know than we do know, and we know a lot. So I just feel really uncomfortable with it. I mean, listen, I, I, that's not to say that I don't want to applaud people that talked about it in a responsible and meaningful way. I think it's heartwarming. You know, a lot of people just wanted to express their gratitude for Kate and Anthony for, you know, what they had contributed to the world and, and everything that they had influenced. And I, and there should be no shame in that. That's an, that's an important thing to do, but you know, there, there were, there was a lot of like, what's happening. And, and I think the thing to remember is like, I think suicide, I, I mean, I feel like it's an epidemic. I, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, suicide's happening all the time. And, and then I was like, maybe I should get some stats on it to prove my point because it's like, sure. Two, you know, notable people commit suicide in one week. And that is shocking. That is shocking. But 
I researched it, and the World Health Organization says that there's a successful suicide in the world every 40 seconds, and that by 2020, the rate could increase to every 20 seconds. So it's unfortunate that it takes people of note to even raise more awareness, but like this is this is, you know, it's a big, deep, vast subject. So I'm going to mostly steer clear of it, but I will, I will talk about my experience at some point, um, when I feel ready and comfortable, but mostly I, I just want to, I wanted to get it out. I wanted to give, I wanted to satisfy the curiosity and I want to, in closing, (laughs) this is like the seventh time I've tried to record this and I keep trying to like be more brief, but if you know me or have even listened to the, the three episodes of my podcast, you will see that like brevity is not, not my strong suit, but, but listen, before I go and go pet Gertie, cause she's. I I think she's warming up to me after the song. I wanted to just reassert my mission, which is this. I want to raise awareness, normalize, and give people tools to manage their mental health and empower them to ask for help and discuss their problems without any shame. I want to keep as many people as possible in a state of good mental health where suicidal thoughts, much less attempts, are far from their mind. That's my lane. That's where I'm going to stay. I hope that my personal stories and my path to success do that. You know, that's what I want as far as like understanding these bigger, almost scientific issues. I just don't know that I'm ready to go there, but this is going to be my contribution. I feel very um, solidified. (laughs) in my purpose. And I feel like I'm here to teach and to help, and this is how I'm going to do it. So thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for helping spread the word. Let's just keep doing that and see how many people that this podcast can help. Okay. Well, I hope this week is less eventful for all of us, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, question mark. Bye, exclamation point. I'm just stalling because I got a closed garage band. Okay, I did it in two minutes shorter. Wait, I got to go. Okay, bye.